Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. I'm Sumitra Naidu and this is My Money and Me. My next guest is Baratang Mia. She is the founder of Girl Hype Coders Academy. Since 2003, she has been empowering women and girls to code, to write the web and get involved in e-commerce. Her efforts have resulted in a number of scalable global programs that provided consistent impact to the youth, educators and to tech startups. Baratang Mia won uh, Who Made the Internet a Better Place in 2016. That's an award by Mozilla. She was also a first runner-up in the 2016 MTN Woman in ICT Award. She received uh, a Tech Woman Award in the US and spent six weeks in Silicon Valley, mentored by women executives in tech. She also won a week in Washington, D.C., learning about uh, the United States ICT policies from the U.S. State Department. The, the list just goes on. Baratang, I'm so excited to be ch- uh, to chat to you this evening. Thank Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Thank sure. You. This list just goes on. I mean, there's more awards, <laughs> you know, in Brazil and you were being invited to Geneva. You've done so much, um, you know, and and amongst your day jobs, you were also uh, the business development manager, uh, management, uh, manager for Cape Innovation, um, BlackBerry, Apps Lab. I mean, there's just so many things. You've won so many awards and done so much in this time. Technology seems to be in your blood. Is it more than just a passion? It is It is, it is more than a passion. And I also always tell people that young people, especially young women, you, if you go with your, your purpose and you, you choose what's right, um, everything else will follow. You know, I'm, I'm listening to these awards that you you listening, I, I had never ever in my entire life dreamt of that. Mm-hmm. And and it was not because I wanted that. It was just something I was doing because I was I had it in me that I want to do this. And it was tech. I was just laughing it. Where where did this all come from? Where did you develop um um uh, your talents in technology? You know it it it, it started very funny or it started with a need or anger i think i was i was a bit upset that when i got to uct it was the first time i touched computer and my white counterparts other students who came from very good schools even black students who came from very good schools they for them it was a, a normal and um wait hold up did you just say that that was the first time you used a the computer it was the first time I used a computer. It was for, for the mere fact to see the proper computer. I had seen a teller, a cashier using tellers in Glastonbury, wherever I lived. But to use the real computer and type and do everything and see it, the magnificent work it could do, it was the first time. I don't want to lie. And, and, and we still find kids like that in the rural areas mm-hmm. of South Africa, which is very sad. But it was also the fact that I could see, you know, they had a system at university. It was, I was, I'm old enough that, that those days, if you typed your essay, you would get extra marks. And if you didn't type your essay, you wouldn't get extra marks. Mm-hmm. Now, I used to be very annoyed because I would write a very good essay and feel like, oh, I need extra 5% or extra. And I wouldn't get it because I didn't have a computer. Oh. But the first thing I did, I bought myself a computer. And the computer was very empowering for me as a person. And... 
I made a decision there and there because there was so much being done for women and girls. I don't want to lie. South Africa has always been in the forefront of doing lots for women and girls. But um, in the education sector, there was just school programs. And I felt like, you know, I wish I could add computers so that they can write stories about women. There was nothing. Uh, uh, Google was new. Everything was new. There was nothing about black women on the Internet. And that annoyed me more. And I, I felt like we could write our own stories. And when I learned how to code, like literally, it, it, it was a split second decision that this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Sure. There's also, you know, a, a, um, an entrepreneurial spirit coming through there because that's what entrepreneurs do. They spot a gap in the market. If it's not being done, let me actually provide it. Let me do it. Let me fill this gap. And that's what you did. Um, how did you then get into, because you've now started Girl Hype, how did you then get into business? Was it also just because you wanted to spread this and give other young girls um, an opportunity? You know, I always tell, I've, I've, I never talk about this, but I had an advantage. I had a, a degree in marketing. Um, before I did industri- I studied industrial psychology, and my postgraduate was in a marketing degree. So chances, how to market a, a product, how to package it, it was something I had studied. So it, it, was, it was not just I'm doing it out of, you know, from thin air. Mm-hmm. So it, it, and 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 that's something that really helped me. It didn't just help me to package it, but it helped me to structure how am I going to go about this. So I have this passion, and I go to schools, and I, I, two schools accept me. But at the same time, you know, everything was aligned. The government was rolling out a project called Kenya. They were installing computer school computers in all the schools. Mark Shuttleworth was also installing computers. So you'll find that two. One school has two computer labs, and teachers don't know how to use computers. And those days, teachers did not know how, and I mean, 2003, teachers themselves were struggling to type. So when I go to school and say, hey, can I teach girls how to use computers? It was not coding in the beginning. It was just how to use Microsoft programs. The teachers will be so, so excited that at least you're taking away something from us, and but some of them would even attend my classes. And and that just kept me going. But at the same time, I had I joined the Chamber of Commerce. I had a friend called Mary Jean who was at the Chamber. And she found me in my house um, with lots of papers explaining how I'm going to run this business. And she said to me, you don't run a business from your lounge. You join other business organizations. And one of the best decisions I made in my life was joining the Cape Chamber of Commerce. Because from there, I then met I made relationships, you know, I partnered with universities. So how the model started was I partnered with all the universities. Our strong base is in Western Cape. So if I talk, I'll talk more about Western Cape. So I partnered with all the universities in in Western Cape. I partnered with, um, I got people who were working in corporate and who knew how to develop software to train the students and um, the students themselves. I knew how to code in the universities and the universities was giving us um, the facilities so like the computer labs the everything and with my little knowledge i had i i kept on learning from the students when they're teaching other students and got students from communities through ngos through schools and on school holidays will have camps if schools are not are open we'll do after school clubs and and the program, the business started shaping itself because I would go then to corporates and ask for funding. 
And the DTI at the time had a program called TWIP Tech, um, Tech Women in Business. So I, I started partnering with them on some of the programs to fund me to run my, the program. That's very interesting. And then so that's how you began um, empowering young women by by rolling out this program. Yeah. And, 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 and I, I was. You know, I, I was very fortunate because I was a pioneer in talking about women and, and girls in tech. Mm. So all the doors just opened easily for me. To be fair and honest, I, the universe just aligned. And I, I, when I went to the city, uh, part, part of the, the city of Cape Town at the time, they were running a project called Smart City. Um, and they, they were building their first website of the city of Cape Town. And they needed someone to write content. Now, because I was running around saying to people, I'm building African content and building and putting women online. Yes. Um, I, I was then nominated with a partner who we had to write the first content of the city of Cape Town's website. We wrote the strategy. So what happened up until now, I haven't seen any new content strategy for the city of Cape Town. They might still be using the one we wrote then. Mm. So I had to go to communities and strategize. How do you get communities to participate online and just get them to buy into this idea that technology can change whatever you are doing? It's almost, you know, finding the answers to bridging this gap, this divide that we have. Yeah, the digital divide is very huge. I mean, do you think as women we've made better inroads? Do you think that there's more support for women? I know in South Africa we really push this and around the world we really push women in tech. Um, but it once used to be a male-dominated industry. Do you feel like, you know, it, there it, are a lot more been, opportunities? It is. It was so white, male and white and, and male. Mm. It was so white, male, but then it was so male. Like, as in, even if with black people, you will find black males in the tech space. So, and I'm saying this because I had seen it. I'm not saying it because I read it in a book. Yeah. When I used to recruit students to come and do um, workshops with our students in 2005, six, seven, I couldn't find girls in those classes. There was mm. just boys. It would be one girl or three or four of them studying that. And when I started Girl Hype, I had never seen a computer scientist. Never, never. I had never seen a woman who was a computer scientist. I didn't know what I'm talking about. I I just felt like women need to know how to design websites and they need to be part of this movement. And, and around 2005, I met one girl and it took another maybe four, five, six years before I met another computer scientist. I met the one who... Uh, literally reshaped the model of Gelhard because then she told me about what computer science is and how you go about it. Everything else I was getting from males. Like all the professors at universities that were opening doors for me, the whole chain of people I was talking to was males. So, but how, I mean... I think, let me finish my answer to you, that I think there has so much change because now if you say computer science, and if you go to engineering department, you find so many women. Mm. And there was a lot of women in the sciences field. Um, the other STEM fields. Um, and uh, those women, I think they've also made a lot of noise because I used to belong to South African Women in Sciences and that was like 2005, I was on the board and they were pushing that the girls in computer science should also be given opportunities and they were given sponsorships and scholarships for people to study those. So it, it's like even those women who were in sciences could see that there's a lack of this part where it's just tech oriented. Sure. Though tech was written by women, 
women get lost in the process. So I suppose there's a big education gap as well, you know, filtering down to younger girls coming through. Because even if you reach that level where you are provided with an opportunity to learn, you actually don't have the foundation because you haven't started quite young with it. A reality in, 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 in if you haven't started young with it and also um south africa's education system is failing our children you know if i, I always say to people i think i should start advocating for mathematics because that's the key to mm. us having more computer science more logical thinking ability students um coding on its own gets the country to a certain level but to produce people like Mark Zuckerberg um, I mean, in South Africa, we have Elon Musk, we have Shuttleworth. We, I'll speak about South Africans. And mm. you see, two white males who might have come from schools like bishops. Hello, Mark Shuttleworth came from bishops. Yeah. When you look at those schools, those are private schools. Those are privately funded by the wealthiest parents of the country. That is a specific kind of education and you need to fine-tune the mathematics, the mathematics of those schools mm. very, very paid attention to. So I always say, I can teach any child how to code and they will get to a certain point and write code, like, you know, like write algorithms and repeat them. But to get that kind of quality that you will find where people are tech producers and you find women literally moving the needle in the tech space, we're going to have to improve our mathematics and that is at preschool level, at, at high school where Forget about computers, mathematics. I, I know I'm, I might be shifting from what you're saying, but I think yeah. computers and mathematics goes together. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it goes right down to early childhood development because this yeah, is where you, it, it um, this is where you build the foundation. Um, if, so, if the government bought our children Legos instead yeah. of giving them iPads, if they bought just Legos for every child mm-hmm. during this COVID-19 and gave t- one family a Lego, I'm telling you, all these kids now would be knowing exactly what I'm talking about when I say logically thinking ability. But I'm not worried about uh, TV. It's fine. It's their way of doing things. Yeah, I know, you know, and it's a simple, you know, when we when we talk about Legos, I mean, Legos are expensive, but they the benefits yeah, are unbelievable. I mean, if you, yeah, they're very expensive. I buy, I, you know, um, my son is a little bit older now, so he's over the Legos. I still try and encourage him. But I used to... But I used to watch for the sales. As soon as there was a sale um, at Toys R Us, I would go pick up all the Legos and then I'll stash them at home in the cupboard and then like slowly bring them out if there's an occasion, birthday, a reward or something. Oh, but yes. Legos are expensive, but they're that important. I mean, simple they things like so this. so important. They are so important. And I think if you want to build, I think that it's just to go back to what we are discussing in terms of business. Mm. is like if we want to build the kind of tech businesses that will really transition the world, not being resellers, because there's lots of people who are saying, I mean, tech, but they're resellers of Microsoft, they're resellers of all these products that you're talking about. So uh, to get South African producing their own tech products and tech tangible, you know, we're going to have to, to... build the technical um, schools again and make them strong. And for me, if there's one thing I want to do with Girl Hype is to turn it into a technical college where I'll teach girls how to think right from how a computer is made, how a chip is made. What yeah. do I mean when I say this? So that they can think, how can I put this and how can I produce a new product that's better than what I have? And and those things are things that I think um, it's very difficult to, to get 
funding for because many people wouldn't understand what you're talking about uh, unless you're saying I'm increasing the number of software engineers. Yeah. Trust me, we will be increasing this number for the next coming 15 years if but, we don't change the basic education. But Utang, before I let you go, I mean, while government sorts out its plan for education in this country and while we try and sort that, you know, it is you know, a mess. Um, what are you doing with girl hype? I mean, how much can that take girls through to give them some sort of education in the tech space? Um, girl hype has evolved. So we started with exposure and then um, making sure they have access. But now with everything that we've experienced, we've now decided to um, take unemployed youth and um, because if you empower one woman, you know if you empower the whole family. So we take unemployed youth. These are graduates who and we can who've graduated other degrees, and we convert them into tech degrees. Or we take people who've got metric, who are still looking to find out where can they fit, and we encourage them to go into tech. And those people that we've trained, we encourage them to start tech clubs in schools. So they are the ones now who do the work I used to do. So I train them on how to do what I used to do, but at the same time, they're working towards their qualification. Microsoft is sponsoring us. Thank you to them with their qualification. So when they qualify, they literally get a job in the tech space. And um, we now have been busy building our own uh, like little technical support where we would focus a lot on cloud uh, programs and um technical support programs where we teach girls how to, yeah, tangibly produce mm. tech. But I wish you all the luck. Please hold on to this energy because you are doing really good work and we need more women like you to help our younger women coming up. So thank you very much for your time and good luck. Baratang Mia, founder and CEO of Girl Hype. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.